What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a special guest in the building. Listen, you guys haven't seen this man in a long time. This man here was part of a sound that was one of the biggest sounds in the early 90s coming from Scarborough. You know what we have in the building today? We have Lyndon, formerly of Soul Action, in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? How you doing, man? How you doing? How you doing, Tirana? I am... Excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you so very much for coming through today. You know the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially finding somebody like you, because whenever you talk about Scarborough and Scarborough songs, you talk about Red Flame, King Turbo, Barry Culture, Heavyweight, Soul Action. Everybody says, where's Lyndon? Where's Soul Action? What's going on? But here, what? We found him, so we're going to have a great conversation today. You know what I mean? Definitely. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the East, my brother. I'm here. I'm always here. Yeah. You just didn't know how to find me. Yeah. You know what? That's what it is, because a lot of people always ask, where's this man? And again, we found him today, so then there's a lot to talk about, especially where you're coming from musically. I want to get into before soul action and get into soul action, all right? So when it came to music, how did you even get involved with music in the first place? Well... Jamaica, mm-hmm. um, born and raised. Okay. You know, um, we used to mimic um, selectors, you know, try to emulate yeah. all kind of selectors. Um, but uh, when I migrated to Canada, yeah, um, I took my first trip to New York. Mm-hmm. The year was 1982. 82, okay. All right, so... Um, Hip-hop, I was introduced to hip-hop. Every summer, I used to go visit my dad in New York. Mm -hmm. And that particular summer, 1982, uh, there was a block party on a street called Linden. (laughs) Church and 55th. Okay. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Around Church and 55th, right? That's in Brooklyn, New York. Mm -hmm. And... I was just amazed. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. That was a block party. Mm-hmm. I guess it became Blocko after our Toronto-style Blocko, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And that was my first real experience then. Other than, you know, sound system at Jamaica, you know? Yeah. One turntable thing in the early days, you know? That was basically it. Okay, so then that part there, and what type of music were they playing back hip-hop, then? Hip-hop, man. Yeah. Get hip-hop, get introduced to hip-hop. Yeah. And remember the first time I heard one of my favorite songs, well, to date. Yeah. But I didn't know it was going to be my f- favorite song. Mm-hmm. But that song just did it all. Mm-hmm. Planet Rock. Come on. <laughs> classic. Africa classic. Bambada. Yeah. Soul Sonic Force. Mm-hmm. Right? That was the introduction yeah. To the musical escapade. Yeah. All right. And then when you came back, okay, this is New York now, the whole vibe and everything going on. So when you came back home now to Canada, did you actually start buying music? What was your first move from there? No. So, okay. So on the New York tip, mm-hmm. I have to tell you another story because okay. everything is based on connection, right? For connection, sure. connection. Yeah. So my uncle had a club. After Hours Club. Okay. Can't really disclose the age right now because I wasn't <laughs> supposed to be there, right? And yeah. 
a night when, on a Friday night or a Saturday night, I believe, when the selector was supposed to play, he did not show up. So I was like the only juvenile there. there. Yeah. Everybody else was big. But the big man, them, mm-hmm. couldn't play the song. So here I was. Yeah. Teens. Right? Early teens. Yeah. Then give me the music. Or I knew the music. Because, mm-hmm. again, I used to mimic it all way, way back. You know? Emulate, you know, selector. Yeah. Right? Or man dropping the music on the turntable. Mm-hmm. And... I played the music. Even my young, even my bigger brother, he he never understood nothing about it. He never understood the technicalities behind it. He never understood none of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All him knowing put record punting and drop the ego. But you know, there was no toasting then. But you know, you put the record and play the record till it almost finished, and then after that, mm-hmm. you play another record. But let's just say I got rewarded mm-hmm. heavily for that. Okay. Yeah. Forty or fifty dollars US right. back in nineteen eighty-two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a as a kid, this time coming up too. You know what I mean? Right. So there were some other cousins there now mm-hmm. that um, they're a lot older than me, mm-hmm. but they were on the trip to New York too. So when I came back, mm-hmm. they wanted me to come to their basement and stuff. So I started going down to their basement, showing them how to play their sound and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. that was the the amateur introduction to the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? So leading up to that, yeah. So that was, you know, years past, 83, 84, mm-hmm. 85, yeah. So, so that, that was the introduction. So And it was, so then again, this is still hip-hop that we're talking Hip- about here. Well, no, 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 yeah. reggae. Yeah, right. now, okay, reggae too. Yeah, yeah. right, mm-hmm. right. So, so the introduction, the first real love for the music yeah. came through hip-hop. Got you. But then there was nothing going on in hip-hop, mm-hmm. but reggae's the root, yeah. or the roots, Yeah. right? So... We continued there. So this was reggae. So at 14, 15, I was writing lyrics. I was, well, at DJ or Sing J. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was writing lyrics for older people, mm-hmm. right? And that's where I was. Okay. I had no clue. You know what I mean? I, I didn't know yeah. that. You were that technical when it came to even writing and stuff. I thought, okay, yeah, you'd play music, but I didn't know that you actually wrote music also. Well, I probably wrote about three or four songs. Yeah. Everything is connected. Yeah. Right? All right. And then where was the next step in the journey here now? Okay, so that kind of phase off, mm-hmm. right, um, was too young, too young to go to Sunshine. Yeah. Right? Because the older guys, three, mm-hmm. four-year-old, they were able to, right? Yeah. So I heard about Sunshine mm-hmm. and heard about Sunshine Jam, but didn't actually get to go Got you. to Sunshine Jam because, you know, I fell between that, I guess, that threshold, mm-hmm. right? Um, here comes year now. If you notice when I talk or yeah. when I speak, yeah. I use year by yeah. reference. For sure. Right? So, here comes 86, 87 now. Mm -hmm. Only part of things happened, but here is the other connection. Mm -hmm. Um, 
a guy named Mike Charles. Yeah. He was a famous promoter in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in rest in peace, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, he wasn't really a promoter. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> another guy named Rohan Reggio, DJ Divine. Right? Okay. They had the little, um, what do you call it? We would call it funky, but it was like mixed music or mm-hmm. dance music, everything. Yeah. So that was, what was the song? What was his uh, sound crew called? Diamond Point. Right? you. Right, so Diamond Point. So Rohan now, DJ Divine, he was the guy that I actually saw playing on two turntables and mixing and scratching and cutting and whatever, whatever. So he used to have little gigs all over the place. We used to follow him. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have to remember, with Soul Action, there was actually three of us. Oh, well, there was Souls. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Our daddy's Souls. There mm-hmm. was me. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there was Mark also, right? So Mark... Nobody really knew about Mark, but Mark Mark was instrumental in everything that happened in Soul Action also. Okay. Right? Yeah. He might have not have played, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, he was there. He was the guy on the drum machine then. Got you. Right? Got you. Right. right. So he was the guy on the drum machine. The connections again. Mm-hmm. So the music really started with Mark also. Yeah. Because... Um, Mark's brother, Rohan, <clears throat> he, he's the DJ Divine, mm-hmm. right? So he's the one that I used to see playing, whatever, whatever. And he was playing all over the place again, mm-hmm. you know. So Mark and I and this other guy named Dean decided that we wanted to do mm-hmm. the same kind of stuff. But, of course, we were younger, right? So... Mark and I started buying records now. So we used to go to Carnival, Star Sound, started buying our our records. Mm -hmm. None of us couldn't really play. Yeah. We were buying records, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? I mean, other than that introduction there, Mm -hmm. you know, from New York and down in the basement. Mm -hmm. So we started buying records. And we're buying records. And... um. I guess it helped with DJ Divine's collection, right? So, you know it goes. You want to be a part of something, right? So, yeah. by any means necessary mm-hmm. to be a part of it, you're going to be a part of it, yeah. right? Even if you own two records, right? <laughs> That's your way into what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. So, there it goes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we started buying records, you know? time I'm working at Mickey D's and, you know, McDonald's and, you know, I do it like a thing. And Rohan, uh, about a year after, so we're bringing, we're going back to, so we're going back to about 87 now, right? Mm -hmm. 87, 88, end of 88, Rohan passed. Okay. So, um, that created a void. Mm -hmm. So, we decided that we we're gonna take up this thing because the the, the big man that yeah. that we were a part of all that time, he had passed. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so Mark was gonna play the reggae because I didn't really like reggae, right? But I loved hip hop. 
Got right? you. Got you. Okay. And Dean was going to do the, the slow jams. Yeah. Right? But I started playing. Mark started playing. Dean wasn't really too interested in it. Right? So, and this is still Diamond Point. No. Diamond Point broke up. Or, yeah, they broke up long before that. Okay. So what song was this that year? Okay, so or what? we didn't have a name then. Okay. Right? Yeah. Right. So we didn't have a name then. We mm -hmm. act absolutely zero. Yeah. Right? So, um, so, yeah. So I decided to start playing hip-hop. Mark was going to play reggae. Mark was more rough than yeah. I am, you know? Mm -hmm. Right? And Dean was supposed to play the slow jams, right? But half of the time, I couldn't find Dean. Right. You know? <laughs> Dean gone somewhere else, right? Yeah. So... Anyway, we started, we, we borrowed turntable. I had like a turntable, you know, the old belt drive turntable. But anything you do, you mimic, you dream, yeah. you know? So we were dreaming, you know? <laughs> and until we, we linked up with some other guys and um, uh, borrowed their, their turntables mm -hmm. and started playing. Them time, I couldn't really, really mix or anything like that. But guess what? Yeah practice becomes almost perfect yeah so when everybody this time now we're, I'm in uh, high school so I went to Georgia Henry mm -hmm. Academy and then because all of my friends left there and went to VP I was the only one there because I wanted to I wanted to do something more academic instead Got of technical but everybody was at VP. Yeah. So I, I went to George S. Henry for one year. Mm -hmm. Then I transferred to VP and got into all the technical stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. So there you are. While going to VP, um, when everybody was playing basketball yeah. and playing football and everything, mm -hmm. I would actually leave school, go straight on the turntable okay. at home. Yeah. Especially when I used to rent or borrow sometime. You tell all the person who you borrowed from that um, you can't get it back for another two weeks or whatever, whatever, and they call you yeah. and you hide. Them time, you know, I have no cell phone. No. So you hide from. Yeah. Remember one particular guy that I used to hide from, yeah. right? He's a their turntables. But they were using it, and they never necessarily had the, ta the talent or the desire for it. You know what I mean? I had a passion for it, yeah. right? So every evening, Every evening after school, before even homework, mm -hmm. from about 3.15 to about 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, me I mix beats. I mix, mix, mix. I mix, I mix, I mix. Till I'll, one at a time, I think so, me I get sugar and water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, this, and again, this is hip-hop that you're playing. Hip-hop, uh, hip R&B, that kind of stuff, right? Got you. Still didn't get into the reggae yet. Still didn't get into reggae yet. Yeah. Reggae way after. Yeah. Like... This is what, 87? So yeah. reggae, reggae, about two and a half year coming, right? Okay. All right, so mixing, doing all the mixing, uh, doing little cutting, mm -hmm. little scratching, all that kind of stuff. Wasn't that good, but, mm -hmm. you know, till one day I just, bam, caught it. Yeah. Just caught the perfect blend. Mm -hmm. So when, when I caught it, I was like, wow, I know what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what to do now. You count the four beats and you hold it there and 
the, the light bulb like went off in your head. Say, yeah. okay, I understand the technical part of what's going on right, here now. Right, yeah. right. And from I caught it, that was it, right? Mm-hmm. So because you catch it now, start by pulling more record. Got you. So it's me and Mark again, mm-hmm. right? And so, boom, my brother, older brother, um, had a component set. Mm-hmm. Um by that time when Rohan died, he left an amplifier, mm-hmm. right? So it actually needed repair. So we, me and Mark paid for that. Mm-hmm. And we paid and we started hooking up little boxes and everything. So now, still never have a known him, right? Yeah. Still never have known him. There was mm-hmm. this guy, Mike, that moved to Picker and he had a sound. I don't remember what he called it, but it was a small sound because then it wasn't really no big sound. Yeah. So... He started getting some dates for um, for parties, house parties, but small little sound, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe one four or six, 12-inch or thing. That, not enough to, yeah. to shake anything, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Right? So he started getting some dates in Pickering and in Scarborough. Well, mm-hmm. not Scarborough, North York on, on our side there. Yeah. Because we bordered Scarborough on the North York side, right? Mm-hmm. DVP and York Mills. And started getting some date now and you know, started playing. So this is eighty nine ish, right? Got you. All right. Mm-hmm. So that was then. We could go in a long story for that, but we're gonna come right up to soul action now. Yeah. So prior to that too, same guy Mike, he had some little parties and stuff, so he would get me to play. Nothing big. Yeah. You know, nothing you put on flyer. Right? Mm-hmm. So start playing, um, caught like a practice. But before that, again, connections again. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike was doing, or we were doing, uh, we were doing promotions in Newmarket because Mike was playing at Club Four Hundred Four. Got you, got right? you. Yeah. So this was again. We're connecting back to Rohan before he died, but mm-hmm. I had to tell it that way so yeah. that I can tell it back this way, right? Yeah. So he, he was doing promotions in Newmarket mm-hmm. because he was playing at Club 404. Mm-hmm. So at that time now, we were called Star Atlantic. Okay, <laughs> now you got a name. Right. Got you. Right. Yeah. But I still wasn't the main player, yeah. right? Mike was, Mike uh, Mike started playing because when Rohan died now, mm-hmm. Mike, had, Mike was an MC. Right? Okay. One of the best MCs, Michael Charles. Yeah. One of the best MCs in Toronto, you know. Yes, Sometimes yes, with yes, Daryl yes. Dark and Mike Charles. And, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. So he was really an MC, but again, mm-hmm. he knew how to play, right? I didn't even know he could play because when Rohan died, he had to do all the playing and whatever. So it was really Mike and Rohan. Got you. Right? So he was, we, were, we started doing now um, some promotions of the spin-off of the crowd in Newmarket, 404 mm-hmm. Newmarket. Mm-hmm. So, of course, me and Mark and Dean, we were the so we were working our little McDonald's money, Canadian time money, mm-hmm. and funding the thing. So, at that time, we were putting money into this thing, but we weren't necessarily getting any, any return. <laughs> so, the connection, again, yeah. is going to go back to, oh, I learned the business. Yeah. And I learned the business by not getting paid for <laughs> my, my support. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So 
All right, so that kind of boiled off. So the three of us, mm-hmm. Mark, Dean, decided that we were going to do promotions in New Market at the New Market Community Center. Got you. And because we were told that we were a part of Star Atlantic, mm-hmm. we had our name. So by going around when Mike was doing all of his flyers and stuff, I, I learned where to print. I learned how to how to be a flyer boy yeah. and do all of that. You so learned in the business. working for somebody, mm-hmm. started working for myself yeah. or for ourselves. So we actually, um, we actually did a promotion, did everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I was probably the, the main guy, the drive, you know, because I've always had the drive. Yeah. And we did a promotion. We got, we rented Chic Dynasty, um, when Leroy, yeah. Yes, We're, big, big, big right, sound. Right. Yep. So Leroy uh, was then, he was doing our dances with Star Atlantic school dances with at Cardinal Leje in Brampton, all the school dances that Mike would get, because mm-hmm. those were basically Mike gig. Yeah. So I called Leroy and, you know, Leroy equipped up a sound brought it up and yeah so that was the connection again too right so after that we're just doing our thing playing in in the basements and you know not on big dances like the bariculture stuff and thing didn't get to that level yet because I didn't get to reggae yet yeah right so now the crossover started coming when reggae started getting real popular. Regular was, reggae was always popular, but the older people... Yes. The older people mm-hmm. was listening to reggae. The younger people wasn't really yeah. listening to reggae. Mm-hmm. So now, reggae started getting popular, mm-hmm. right? And I remember when Sorry came out and all of those songs, those songs were like any, any funky party or whatever was yeah. keeping... Um, even if you played, if you're going to play any reggae, you would have to play, you know, four or five of them songs, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right? Tinga, Tinga Stewart. And, yes, the um, Cover Me, the, right, right, the Foxy right? Brown Sari right. and all those songs. Yep. reggae started getting, so here comes this Buffalino, Travel Fox, um, thing now, Kiango, yeah. Yeah. right? So the twist, so reggae started getting popular, but mm-hmm. because you weren't really... In that, mm-hmm. you know, you weren't introduced to that hardcore feel because you have to remember, first and foremost, I listen to all kind of music, yeah. all genres of music. Yeah, I appreciate all kind of music, right? So going up, mm-hmm. growing up, we, you know, I had to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, take take style from all kind of music for sure. So anyway, so that was that, and. That's a little stent there. So now we had the little sound crew. Uh, it kind of faded out, but we still never had no name, right? It was still... So Star Atlantic was really Mike Charles' stuff. Got right? you. Right? Yes. But me, Mark, and Dean, we never had anything for mm-hmm. ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. We, ne- we still never had a name. Yeah. Until now. October 1989. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the first time I played on Soul Action. So Soul Action was actually existing. Okay. It was a it was a sound that was around from before. Yes. Got you. It and where was Soul Action originally from? Well it was originally based in the West End. It was a West End sound. So 
I didn't know much about it then because I wasn't really around or in that 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 time frame of everything was going on. Yeah. But Soul Action was around. Soul was a hardcore yard man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he knew Leslie upset at them. Mm-hmm. He knew Tempo, Soul, Soul, soul yeah. all, mm-hmm. right? So he knew all of those, right? Um, there was supposed to be a house party mm-hmm. when uh, Soul, Soul wasn't around and he got back around. Mm-hmm. And there was a house party for one of his friends, and nobody was there to play the sound. So you see where it all yeah. comes back again, right? <laughs> nobody around to play the sound. Yeah. So anyway, his friend, Brooklyn, called us and said, Yo, so you know, it's only because you. So look at you to over the sign of them always a play music, them always a play yeah. music. They make them come come play, man. So I went on the sound, right? That time the sound was even big. Yeah. Right? But the sound was big enough. Reggae mm-hmm. sound, rubber dub sound. Yeah. Went down into the basement. Actually, Souls brought the sound, set it up, mm-hmm. went down to the basement, did the party. No whole of people never come. Probably about five people came yeah. to the party, right? <laughs> anyway, but yeah. started playing. Mm-hmm. Wasn't playing reggae. I was playing mostly um, R&B, right? On soul action. On soul action, right? Okay. So at them time, everybody talks about Ron Nelson, um, what Fantastic Voyager. Yeah. But nobody talks about Dave Dance Music. Of course, he was on the Sunday, I right. think, same Dave, one to four. Dave Dance Music, yeah. playing freestyle, playing right. all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. Gina music, whatever you mm-hmm. used to call it. Mm-hmm. So I actually listened to Dave more than Ron. Than Ron. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, hip-hop was, well, hip-hop was only for cutting up and scratching up and mm-hmm. thing. But, you know, when you like music or singing music and playing music and, and what I liked about um, dance music or mixed music, it had breakdowns. Yeah. So breakdowns were the perfect time to mix your beats, right? Got you. Right. And on the 12-inch, you had the breakdowns, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's probably what I liked about it. Why? You know, and then... That helped me to start mixing, mm-hmm. right? Because there was breakdown. And you know now, as a selector or a DJ or whatever you want to call it, when you see some some guys chop the songs and all kind, you get upset, especially mm-hmm. when guys cannot mix. Yeah. That upsets me a lot, <laughs> right? Right? Because yeah. you wouldn't mix two songs when they were when they were singing, yeah. right? Chorus, breakdown. You know, there's you know, a specific there's a specific way you're gonna mix these songs, right. and that's how it's supposed right. to be mixed right Cause, across the board. Because we didn't just mix, we mm-hmm. blend. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So you go out of one song, the transition goes right through. You know, yeah. right. Anyway, so that was that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Dave dance music, mm-hmm. right. So we're doing our thing. We're doing so anyway. So when when the party done. Brooklyn said to Soth, yo, them boy can play, but I play funky music, them are money, I play, I play funky music, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, Soth invited me to his house in, in Ajax. Got you. Right? Okay, so then now the song had came from Wes, yeah. now they're based in Ajax. Okay, so he had lived in Ajax before I met him, right? Got you. So this is 1989, Yeah. right? But he's originally a Western man, but one bigger house, mm-hmm. smaller money. 
Ajax. Buy a house either. <laughs> you, you know where you go, right? Ajax or Brampton. Right. Yeah. Well, Brampton came way after, but yeah. it was Pickering Ajax. It was That's Pickering true. Ajax Whitby, yeah. whatever, right? That's true. Right? So, went to his house. Went downstairs into the basement, right? The same techniques to have and see the technique. I was like, wow, the man invited me to his house. Him have techniques 1200 t- turntable, mm-hmm. right? This is what you really want all your life. No, them time McDonald's money couldn't buy. No way, <laughs> no money. way. McDonald's money couldn't buy 12s, you know? 1200s, right? Anyway, this man had them down there, bad care, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know? You'd do anything and them lean up in a one corner. You know, chew a dung in a... Well, I wouldn't say chew a dung, but yeah. they weren't properly <laughs> kept, yeah. right? And this is 1200s we're 1200s, talking about here. right? Yeah. This is like the God, Yeah, you know? And saw them down here have one big ugly mixer, yeah. right? <laughs> and everything, but guess what? Mm-hmm. Started doing this thing now, started playing now. So he had some reggae records now. So I went through the records and whatever, whatever, whatever. So, mm-hmm. I mean, reggae was all my roots. So yeah, the older songs, like growing up, I knew. Like, me I talk from 80s song, from, from General Echo come right up, you know? Yeah. Madu, you know, Tyan. Right? Mm-hmm. He probably never had those in his thing, but it just mean meant that there has to be a transformation now, right? Yeah. So, out with the funky, right? Still played funk and all of that stuff, right? Hip-hop, R&B, still love it, mm-hmm. right? Up to today, day. But, gone on a reggae song now. So, yeah. you know, and then at that time, reggae was... Reggae was getting popular, like was really popular. Other than the big man, them I was yeah. for the younger, for the younger generation, yep. right? So yeah, so started doing, started doing, um, started playing now and everything, and you know, you know, coin up the craft and you know, start playing and you got proper equipment now, saying so for wall back panel thing yeah. and make it catch <laughs> and thing. You could just, you know, yeah, you could, yeah. So started getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, but then I was I was already good because I knew how to mix and scratch mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So anyway, here comes the professional sound now. So this is 89. Yeah. October 89. So we started playing and started playing. Then some guys in Pickering and Major Oaks and all of them places. This other guy named Anthony Crunch. Mm-hmm. You know, he had good link. So we started getting some party and we started doing So here comes this. The basement party is already started, I guess, yeah. by Barry Culture and them, mm-hmm. right? But started linking up with them. Um, yeah, started linking up with them and started doing some little things. Never had no dub plate. Um, okay, no. dubs didn't start to come in yet. No. Mm-hmm. And dubs, when dubs came, dubs are few, but I'll, I'll yeah. give you the story of all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So at that time now, 1990, mm-hmm. right? Years start. Um, Ramsey. Yeah. Yes. And Wilson Music Promotion mm-hmm. gave us our real introduction, not as plain sound, yeah. but as sound system. Okay. So, I, I've never heard anybody really mention Ramsey and Wilson Music Promotion. But Ramsey, Ramsey used to bring Bodyguard all the time all right. and all those stuff so, there. So, so, okay. Ramsey Dread. All right. So mm-hmm. Ramsey and Wilson. Mm-hmm. Don't forget Wilson. Wilson did some concerts at Cope and those type of it places. Was Ramsey and Wilson mm-hmm. Promotion when we were talking about reggae. Yeah. So now 
Ramsey started using soul action sound now for all when the yard sound them start come up, right? Okay. So, bodyguard. Yes. I don't remember in the city mm-hmm. if they did. Roadstar. My favorite. Super yeah. Saint. With uh, Midnight. Captain Midnight. Mm-hmm. Doing things live because that's his jive. Yeah. Right? <laughs> all right. yeah. So all the yard sounds, stereo vibes with mm-hmm. Richie Poo. Yes. Right? That's, I guess, after he left um, Nuclear Exodus. Yeah. Right? So we, we started doing the setup for him, for all his dance, and used to, you know? Used to do big setups. Yeah. Um, he had something called, I think it was a farm dance, uh, farm barn dance. And yes, thing, yes, right? yes. Right? So here comes my introduction to mm-hmm. seeing Yard Sound player, right? Yeah. So CM Tony from Bodyguard. When mm-hmm. when those guys played, I noticed when the Yard Sound them come up, mm-hmm. them. I don't know. These guys are like so professional. Yeah. And you would think that Jamaica wouldn't be professional. <laughs> but these guys were very professional. For sure. These guys came, they organized their music out, they put their big table like this, mm-hmm. and put out their music, them thing, and all kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, they really want to do this, you know? Yeah. So, Hungary and all the whole of them place, all of them songs. Right? You guys set up in all of these places so, as soul action sound system, sound system, but not playing on them. Not playing. Got you. Right? Mm-hmm. Club El Dorado, Rosada Club across the street. Symphony. Uh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Rivaldo Road. Yeah. Right? So, boom. So at that time now, souls invested in Crown Amplifier. Mm-hmm. Right? So we never really had. Um, we had about four bass J's for ourselves, but yeah. you could have rented box like most people used to. Do. Yeah, what's the sense of having a big sound when you're not playing anything? Mm-hmm. So the engineering part of it now was a wonder. So we have right. to get to the engineering part of before mm-hmm. before we do the the music because mm-hmm. the engineering helped created the the music part. So anyway, mm-hmm. um. I guess he was probably like me or I was like him. We loved it. Yeah. Souls loved it, right? You didn't have to give him one dollar. Mm-hmm. As long as somebody said that stuff that he produced was good. I was kind of like the same way too, right? Got you. Right? So, we got the Crown Amplifiers. Um, them time, all of the West End sound, them I use all kind of... All kind of stuff. I use mm-hmm. all kind of crossover, Richter scale. Yes. Never see something yeah. that I hated like that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like the Richter scale. No, no, yeah, no. no I, I liked it because of the sound effect part. You know right. I mean? If you if you understood true sound. Yeah. All that stuff a man was putting on sound, they were garbage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All that extra stuff. You didn't yeah. need it to be extra. Mm-hmm. So most of the West sounds got everything from Long and McQuaid. Got you. Right? Mm-hmm. So there was this company mm-hmm. in Ajax called Apex Sound and Light. White guys run the sound yes. the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we would go there and we'd bring our West ideas that we'd hear from other people. And it says, no, but if you use this technically, if this. So there was actually a guy there named Ted the Technician. I call him Technical Ted. Yeah. But this guy was technical <laughs> down to the bone, right? Yeah. 
So you started saying if you get rid of all of these little RCA wires and all, and then start using the proper wire that carry the proper voltage and and signal and all, you'll get better sound. Yeah. So he started rerouting some stuff, and we started rerouting some stuff. But of course, he didn't know about reggae sound. So after he did all of that with a crown amplifier, get the parametric EQ, graphic EQ from Rain. We never had no Wolipa something, but our sound played played good, right? Of course, bro. Right. Yeah. So. We then changed out the regular mixer that everybody used to use, and mm -hmm. we got the PPD Newmark 1775. The Newmark, yes. So yes. one of the wickedest Newmark um, mixers to me, yeah. right? Because that mixer had the um, the sampler and the mm -hmm. recorder and thing, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody had them echo chamber and all of that stuff. You you didn't know you didn't have to use that anymore. Yeah. So once we tweaked it and everything and everything, the bass had he had left and right. So soul run the the mid range through the um, through the left and the mm. bass did. So you could kill your bass enough, man. You so yeah. boom, press Richter scale for kill. You could have killed everything right there. Right off the mixer. Everything off the mixer. Yeah. Right. So we use EV top end, Serenega JE bottom. Right. Mm. So boom, so more yard sounds start coming, like the sound, Wolipa hook up and everything. So Midnight wasn't one of the last of the batch of the yard sound that Wilson brought up and thing, yeah. right? So one night I actually watched him, I said, Blood see, the one man can't play sound. Yeah. Because before I get a two man play sound, one mm -hmm. man in a one car now, but it's not, yeah. with a mic and say, <laughs> well, absolutely, and all kind of thing and all kind of thing. And, yeah. You know? I mean, say, how one man a talk, and one man a, pl and a play and a do everything. Yeah. But the secret was being organized. So the connection goes back to all the yard man, they organize. Mm -hmm. Everybody organized. So I said, no, man. I have to learn this. Mm -hmm. Them time I was playing, but anytime I was playing, it would some guy would take up the mic. Yeah. And while they are playing, come down, Miss Selector, play this, play that, and play that. You're playing. Yeah. And you're making the selection. I'm on wheel, and sometimes you're not even ready for wheel. Or mm -hmm. you know, nothing what wheel. <laughs> so I said, no, man, that have to change. <laughs> right? So, started watching Midnight, watch him style, watch the other yard sound style, and I said, yo. This can this can happen, you know. So the yeah. first thing I had to do was get the mic sound. So you know you had the Rory sound, you had the Midnight sound, you had everybody yeah. have a little sound, but mm -hmm. the whole sound yeah. actually came from Barry G. Okay, so Barry G was the one that invented it, but it seemed like Rory refined it. All right, so... You have to understand, you would have to live the culture, you'd have to be in Jamaica for part of the time. Yeah. Before Barry G, mm -hmm. right, there was man like Don Toppin. Yes, so, yes. Don mm -hmm. Toppin say, man who dilly-dally end up in hospital <laughs> trolley, and he, you know, puts a little, you know, little yeah. twist a, to it. A, a flare of vibe. So you take out the pot one mm -hmm. and give, we call it Hoptown talking and thing, yeah. right? So Don Toppin was there, mm -hmm. he had other personalities, radio mm -hmm. personalities. But Barry G was came at the time when the dance hall was even getting more professional. So again, mm -hmm. he spoke proper English, mm -hmm. right? But he mixed it with the little patwa, but you could still understand and he had the little tss, tss, and all of that too yeah. and all of that, right? And yeah, so doing research now, you know, after 
pilgrimage to Jamaica, mm -hmm. right? You know, we could say, how come everybody had talk on the mic and a sound? So Rory had his style, yeah. right? But the, the style that I liked the best mm -hmm. was Midnight. Midnight was your inspiration. My inspiration yeah. all the way up, mm -hmm. to, up to this day, yeah. right? Because he he did the done topping, he did the barichi, and he did, and I think he did it better than everybody. But yeah. you you can't give Wolipa people um, for sure. You know, it was Wolipa Mike toasters out there, you know, coming right right up, you know, right. But I definitely gave Midnight that, and I emulated it. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So we go down in the basement and you know practice. But you know you can't sound like him, say, so if I put your like a style and whatever, right? Say, so I put like a style. Because so, prior to this, mm -hmm. you weren't talking on the mic at all. Not really. Yeah. No, not really. So you had you had to actually go practice first. Yeah. Because I'm not going to put it out there yeah. unless it's, you know, it's perfected, right? Yeah. So you go home and we practice. Mm -hmm. And you talk to yourself and you do whatever, whatever, whatever. For sure. Right? And started doing so. Being a mixer already, yeah. All I had to do was learn how to talk, yeah. Right. So I learned to talk. I had the equipment, and the equipment was would be like you driving a car that's tailored for um, I don't want to say handicap, um, mm -hmm. physically challenged yeah. person, right? Mm -hmm. So up there is your control. You don't have to touch nothing down there. Don't be distracted. That's organize your music. Your That's music smart. organize, right? Mm -hmm. You have assistants, then um, I mean a mark, right? Yeah. So if we can't read something, mark with that thing there, right? Mm -hmm. So boom. Play the music, talk, right? I wasn't into that clashing thing. Me I come from them days, right? Yeah. Music loving, music playing all that thing, mm -hmm. right? And then I I met up on the the era of Mike Toasting. Yeah. So between 88 to 92, you know, you had the Ian Road Star, right? You had the, you, I would name Silver the did really later when Rich, Richie Pugo, but you had mm -hmm. the Road Star mm -hmm. in a city, mm -hmm. right? And Gemini. Yeah, Gemini, Glamowin, yeah, but I wasn't really a thing there. Yeah. I liked the, the people that, that mixed the and mixers mixer and talker, and talker you know? got you right got you right mm -hmm. so i like the mixer and talkers yeah i didn't like the people who stop music all yeah. the time i make a big talk right. mixer <laughs> and talk when, yeah. right so that's just my opinion right and my for sure. interpretation for sure right for sure but for who i really emulated i'm not saying other others weren't good or anything you know but mm -hmm. maybe because it came at that pivotal time when we just get reversed at a soul action dub, and it so yeah. happened that Super Saint did come up like a month before, yeah. right? Like a month before, and they played on the song. So everything just happened on that timeline, yeah. right? So this is 1990 summer now. Mm -hmm. We get the first set of dubs. Right. What were some of the dubs that you got that time? So the first set of professionally cut dubs. Yeah. Because before that, we had a Japanese dub. Everybody balling. Yeah. Balling for soul action. But if I didn't know the music that well, then I would ask for the, the wickedest hot man. Hot man. Right? Yeah. I would ask for that. And then Tipali and Rapper, Rapper Robert and Tipali. Mm -hmm. Right? So, probably two dub played, two songs 
Yeah. But they sounded like frizzle. Yeah. Right? <laughs> now this Canadian production yeah. still, right? But they were cutting Toronto and the, the mm -hmm. engineering wasn't thing. Mm -hmm. So Souls went to Jamaica, mm -hmm. 1990. All right? 1990, yeah. When was it called for? 1990. Yeah. 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 Right? Late 1990. Right. Mm -hmm. So around roughly that time, he come back up and he came up. With some dub plate went mm -hmm. to the mighty Arrows studio when Arrows had yes. this the orange label. Yeah. So in that collection, Soul Action real first set of dubs. Yeah. So of course there was a whole heap of no name artists. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Captain Barkey was pretty good. Tony Rebel was pretty good. That came in the collection. Early Capitan. Oh, yes, because we're talking 19... And that's when Cape Town got his bust, too. No. Was 1990. Yeah, well, that was the year that Cape Town was supposed to bust. Yeah. But Buju overshadowed him and take a bus before Cape Town. So Cape Town had to rebus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. So that's the year when we got Cape Town number one, Pony Look Good Chat. Pony, yeah. Pony Thing The Rhythm and, um, you know, right. And Baby Wayne. Early Baby Wayne. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Baby Wayne. So these these guys used to hang out at Arrows. And mm -hmm. then if you went to Arrows, you'd get a guy like Major Wang or DJ yes. Wang, right? Uh -huh. And General Pickers. Mm -hmm. So these guys were really no name artists, but yeah. they make up your dub plate. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, because dub sure. plate are dub plate when you are called, right? Mm -hmm. So another n no name artist was there, mm -hmm. Name Wang. Mm -hmm. Soul Action, probably. Uh, would you say the best would it be the most recognized dub? Which one was that there now? Grindsman. Yes, 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 so yes, was yes. A, was a no name at the time. At that time there? No, there was no name. Mm -hmm. like if I tell you what we paid for a Grindsman, yeah. you'd walk out of the room, <laughs> right? At the time, mm -hmm. right? Because we were just cutting dubs. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand what was going on, mm -hmm. why we were just cutting dubs. Yeah. So... I didn't know that Soul's intention was really to bring the sound to Jamaica. So he wanted to build the sound. Got you. Right? Mm -hmm. And then concentrate on um, dub play later. But mm -hmm. if he had told us that, me and Mark that, then yeah. we probably wouldn't have been so into it. So invested in the sound because you figure this is something that's going to be built for a time. We're going to be doing our thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So when... King Turbo and Red Flame and all of them are cut one whole up a dub plate. Yeah. If we if we had decided to cut dub plate or if Souls had decided to cut plate, we could have cut enough dub plate too. Yeah. But we were buying equipment. And then it comes back to the connection. How much Scarborough Sound yeah. had their own sound system? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right? All right. So anyway, me being the sort of perfectionist that I think I am mm -hmm. or try to, Right. So, all right. Quality we are dealing with. Mm -hmm. So, when we got the first set of dub plates and I hear other people dub plates and thing, or Harris dub plate, I said, oh, Harris dub plate sounds so good and thing. Yeah. So, man would call, I would hear Candy Studio in, in Spanish Town and even Jammins. Sometimes mm -hmm. Jammins, you it cut good and then next time depends. Yeah. So, the first set of arrows are fatter mix and a litter. Okay. Right. So, that's... Early arrows, or early enough arrows. Yeah. Then, mm -hmm. you know, arrows international long mm -hmm. time, long before that, mm -hmm. right? So, got those dubs, Punani rhythm, one of my favorite rhythms of all time. For sure, arrows Punani rhythm. Yes, right. And we start playing now. So here comes now. Here comes 
more dances, more basement dances. Start playing with them time a King Turbo and Barry Culture. Yes. And Red Flame mm-hmm. around things, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So we start playing with them now. Start mm-hmm. doing all the stuff now. So I guess because you guys, the sound is based in Ajax. Mm-hmm. Scarborough is where everything is going on. Right. You guys have the sound. Right. So it makes sense. You guys actually got somewhere to fit right in. Because right. remember, King Turbo didn't have a song. Right. Red Flame didn't have a song. Barry Culture had a song, but it wasn't. <laughs> the sound that you'd like to play on. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. That's what it was. Stereo what uh, Stereo Choice had a song too. But they were just phasing out. Yes. So they were phasing out. Mm-hmm. When Stereo Choice... Stereo choice, yeah. When they were mm-hmm. phasing out, that's when King Turbo and them. Yes, started. yes. First time I took in a Scarborough sound was some barn dance up at Markham and something King Turbo. I guess that's when King Turbo was starting to think there. And mm-hmm. then the Wolipa dance and Mary Pierce and Bar Culture yeah. and, and thing there. Mm-hmm. So here comes us now. Yeah. Right? And we're, we're there doing our stuff. We're doing Wolipa stuff at Durham, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, start getting recognized. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you something right now okay. that you did not know. Yeah. We only got popular mm-hmm. because of this guy named Aziz. Yes, of course. Listen, I was waiting for you to bring Aziz into the fold here now. All right. So yeah. What used to happen now, I used to make, uh, well, call it mixtape then, mm-hmm. right? But, uh, you know, a guy would want uh, some music. You make so you make a tape and whatever, whatever, make a tape, engineered it, whatever, whatever, from start to thing. Mm-hmm. As these took it, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if he took it out of the car or something, yeah. go rinse it, go dub it and rinse it at Milliken. So the request started coming in because one thing about me mm-hmm. when we're doing anything, yeah. we try to do it our best right so always i would set the levels mm-hmm. on the tape so we get that perfect sound we had good yeah. dub we had good equipment so yeah. when the, if you listen to if anybody have a soul action cassette no yeah i'm almost certain if you play that mm-hmm. you're gonna hear up to today almost today's standard yeah them time everybody i used tdk used to go to byway and buy the 100 minute i forget who used to make them on right yeah so now when i saw that there was a market for that I started making like two mixtape a week. Okay. Right. So yeah. you start them off different and whatever, whatever. Right. And it not just making the mixtape, but we started bigging up people and start beat furnace and all of them thing and make it seem like so simulated yeah. the dance. Yeah. <laughs> so those cassettes yeah. got out. Okay. And so that's how we got popular. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So after we start, people start hearing about. Um, Soul action now, more dates come basement dance, you know, and start doing the basement dance, and you know, that was it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there any clashes that Soul Action actually got into, or were you guys more into the juggling? Okay, we're more into the juggling still, but there was a clash that Barry Boots set up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, Bar- uh, you might have to omit that, yeah. <laughs> It was at the concert hall. I don't remember who was the promoter, but it was in the basement. Soul Action Red Flame. But, yeah. Soul what? Action Red Flame. Yeah. Come on. But you have to understand. Mm-hmm. Give Spider him, him props and everything. Mm-hmm. We were totally unprepared. That okay. day, mm-hmm. everything went wrong. We prepared for it, mm-hmm. but we fly to Air Canada. We were dubbed, just never coming until the next day. 
right? No, what I remember yeah. this clash now that you yeah. say yes, concert all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Them time, souls was supposed to come up, but souls used to divert all the time, mm-hmm. right? Because he used to just divert, mm-hmm. he used to go yard all the time. So it was me alone. Him say he was going to come up, yeah, right, and he didn't come up, mm-hmm. right? So if he had came up would have been more prepared because he would have dealt with the sound. Mm-hmm. I would have dealt with the music. Got so it. that night, mm-hmm. I had to deal with soul action sound, me and Mark. Yeah. Me and Mark alone. Mm-hmm. I have to deal with soul action sound, set up sound, organize music, everything, and mm-hmm. then dub play it. Them never show up. Yeah. Anyway, we did did whatever. Mm-hmm. Red Flame on. Yeah. Right? Red Flame on the Clash. Mm-hmm. You know. And that that's probably was the only, only only clash. Okay, because you guys weren't into the thing there. Your thing was it seems like Soul Action was sound system first, mm-hmm. music after, dub plates third. Well, it would appear to be that. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily that. Mm-hmm. But that's what it ended up being. Yeah. Right? Right? But the reason for that is that the true nature of the sound mm-hmm. was supposed to Build the sound and bring to Jamaica. Yeah. Right? Who won't come come? It was soul sound. Yeah. Right? Who won't come come? Mm-hmm. Right? But he, he kind of conned us. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, there when we do Holy Pump basement dances, as you know. Play okay. With the up, play with, I call you Operation Radication. <laughs> right? Listen, right? listen, the, the, the main thing was there was two songs mm. in Toronto that you wanted to play on and you would feel good playing on them. Mm. If you're in the East, mm. soul action, 100%. Mm. If you're in the West, soul to soul. Mm. From your playing on these two songs here, as a song man or as a DJ boss, you know, okay, yeah, now you're doing something mm. good. Because again, as you said, soul action, they had a thing on the mixer where that's where you turn down the bass mm. and all of these stuff here. Because I remember sometimes you'd be in a dance with Lyndon. You'd see Lyndon talking mm. and his hands on the mixer like this. I don't know what you're touching, what you're doing, you know, but your hands were always moving. I said, this guy's a freaking amazing, bruh. Lyndon soul action. Respect. You talked about a lot of the, you guys played a lot of the basement dances and stuff. Like this was before clubs and all these things here. Mm-hmm. One of the things that really changed the fabric of basement dances mm-hmm. was when Ratchet got killed in a basement dance. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Were you guys actually playing that night there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Ratchet dropped right in front of me. It was <laughs> it was Delta Force. Yeah. King Turbo. Mm-hmm. Soul Action. Mm-hmm. That dance, that basement dance, mm-hmm. was going to be one of the wickedest basement dance early. Yeah. Juggling sweet. All of the sound them I play good. Mm-hmm. Right? Delta Force I play good. King Turbo I play good. This was March 92. Oh, you're, yeah. you're good with your yeah, dates, March. Boss. March 92. Mm-hmm. And you know the dance where I play, I mean, I said, that night, the boy, mm-hmm. that night was going to be a wicked. You ever go anywhere and everything is working, right? Let's see. This is about early. Mm-hmm. You know, enough people are come and dance, 12, 30, 1 o'clock and thing. Yeah. This was about 11 something, basement cock up. It was Mary Pearson. Yeah. You see her blow. <laughs> Everybody running gone, yeah. left me alone. It mm. was your sound. My sound, yeah. yeah. Everybody run left. Everybody who come with me run left yeah. me gone too, right? Running culture, mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, rescued me, took my records. Okay. Right? Yeah. 
I had to stay there with the sound and thing. Mm-hmm. Me and the dead man in the basement. Holy! F- what what kind of experience is that? Because again, you see, at that point there, mm-hmm. we were partying every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday. It was just by the grace of God, I didn't go that night there. It's, honestly speaking, it was a meta girl. First time in a long time, I did not party on a Saturday night. I said, yeah, sure. I'll stay at the girl. I'll stay with the girl that night there. The phone rings like 3 o'clock in the morning. My big sister's on the phone. said, yo, um, Ratchet, Ratchet got shot. I said, okay, where is he? Let's go, go to the hospital or whatever the case is. When you look now, she said, nah, man, he died. I said, what the hell? Because we were partying. I was supposed to be there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just, wow. And then now you were there. He's down there, and you're there with the song, and you can't move because your song is there. Mm-hmm. Song was there, so I had to stay there until the cops come. Did the interview with the cops and everything, and that was it. Song ceased for about a week. Yeah, yeah, man, that was a different experience. Of course. So then now, again, you guys are doing a lot of stuff. So then what was the next move for Solash? Did you guys? Because at that time, basement parties is practically stopped for a hot minute. Yeah. You understand? So then what was the next move for Soul Action at that point right there? Remember, we had our, we had um, things in gear to go to Jamaica, right? So you guys were gearing up to go to Jamaica yeah. at this time here? Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. when, when Soul's body equipment and everything, yeah, it was, it was geared to go to Jamaica. Yeah. I don't think he really wanted to stay here, mm-hmm. right? Didn't know that at the time, Yeah. right? But, yeah. That was it. So, well, everything blew off and we started playing parties again, all mm-hmm. that, all of that. But then, uh, December '92, we officially um, moved to Jamaica. Okay. Right? And you had moved with the sound this yeah, time here too. Yeah, went down and everything, played with the sound and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That was another experience again. I think anybody who was playing sound, mm-hmm. they have to spend at least a month in Jamaica and see how things really go. It's know? a totally, for even we're, we're just talking acoustic-wise, it's totally different because now you're playing in an open-air lawn where that energy, that vibe, how the sound plays is totally different mm. than how we would actually play in thing there, than how we would play inside. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally different vibe. And, yeah. and Jamaicans know music, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, I've, I've spent a long stint in Jamaica. Yeah. I actually... On my, call it pilgrimage. I didn't know music when I was here. I learned music in Jamaica. For sure. Yeah. Especially what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? It was there. What were some of the, okay, if I remember good, there was a dance with Soul Action and Bodyguard in Jamaica when you guys first went down. And I think it turned into a clash. Is that right? (laughs) All right. So... It was a dance between Bodyguard and Helpy International with Stereo Fish and Puma. Yes, that so was the we dance. Were the juggling sound. Soul yes, Action was the yes. juggling sound. Um, LP played on Soul Action sound, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that dance was in Lionel Town, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Lionel Town. So what happened is now. LP and Bodyguard was doing their thing, their clash. We were the warm-up sound or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So it might have sounded like we yeah. were clashing, but yeah. we, we weren't clashing, yeah. right? We, we weren't clashing Bodyguard, <laughs> right? It was yeah. LP, but Stereo Fish did really beat up Bodyguard. 
Yeah, and beat up by the girl that dance a wicked. Yeah. Sterile fishing, Puma. <laughs> yeah. They man. came to basically their town and beat them up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even realize that. So, okay, now Soul Action went to Jamaica. What was the reception like for Soul Action in Jamaica? Was it an uphill battle? Was it easy? Uh, what was it like? Wonderful. It was was easy, 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 like a Sunday morning because yeah. there's music that you could have played in Jamaica and get bully per forward mm-hmm. that you couldn't play in Canada because yeah. you didn't didn't know music here, yeah. right? Or the people weren't introduced. I shouldn't say that. The people weren't introduced to the music. But in Jamaica, mm-hmm. the same time, Garnet Silk went rain and all of that, you know, before Garnet Silk died and thing, oh my gosh, man, you play anyway. The welcome, the warm welcome that you got, the reception, everything. Yeah. Totally different. Total different experience. Mm-hmm. Totally um, different experience. And what were some of the stuff that you guys were doing when you guys got down there? Are some of the places you played? Where was the sound now based when it got to Jamaica? Based in Bull Savannah, St. Elizabeth. Okay. Mm -hmm. South St. Elizabeth on the the border between Manchester. So we were playing Manchester, um, Manchester, St. Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. mostly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Clarendon, Mm -hmm. you know. Because that's in that side there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then you guys went down there to actually, so people could rent the song a lot, or you guys went down there to actually make an impact as a sound system? Went down there as a sound system, Mm -hmm. to make an impact as a sound system, because that's where souls really want it. Yeah. That's what he really wanted. Yeah. And what were some of the the Bodyguard LP, what were some other dances that you guys actually played now? Okay, half of the time I wasn't even there, you know. Yeah, like I did my my mixed music parties and whatever, 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 whatever. Yeah. But half of the time, there was this other guy named Russian. So that was just about the same time when we're going from Mike toasting, mm-hmm. right, to the screaming. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? So yeah. then same time now, bass of this is statue about them head, mm-hmm. right? Then you had, at that time when we went down there, jam rock was the sound. Yes. Jamrock was the sound. Mm-hmm. Then you had Super D and mm-hmm. all of that. But we never played with them. They were they were a thing there. Mm-hmm. Right? They were Kingston side. Yeah. They were countryside. Black Hat was there, but of course those sounds are bigger sound than us and whatever. So you have to kinda you know, work yeah. your way up, kill some sound or whatever and come in before mm-hmm. you actually so other than Bodyguard. Yeah. Bodyguard was probably the only big sound at the time that we really played. We played with, you know, Street Thunder, Bozak, um, you know, sounds that nobody... Bozak, I forgot about that sound. Yeah. I remember that sound there. Right, though. them kind of sound. No, we kill them the sound, yeah. Bozak. Like, we kill what we're supposed to kill. Yeah. Because, again, we were going into the, um, the you know, suck your mother. Oh, can I say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> right. Go, you know, the screaming yeah. and the, you know, Pantan, Yunsi and yeah. Nuts and Super D and... Mm-hmm. And here comes the big bad bass of DC. Yeah. Right? Actually, bass of DC, I produce, I think, them Bossa country, them Bossa yeah. Manchester mm-hmm. and the St. Elizabeth. Yeah. They were playing the one rock with the transit and the transit and the cold box. Yeah. Because I see that enough. Yeah. Bass of DC. Yeah. So, would you say Soul Action actually did the song? flourish in Jamaica or the sound faded? What was the real transition like when you got to Jamaica? Alright, again, mm-hmm. you know when you're new, mm-hmm. right? People want you, mm-hmm. right? Then it faded, mm-hmm. right? It faded. Um, maybe the direction that I wanted to go mm-hmm. at that time now, 
there was another selector on the song. Okay. Right, Russian. Yeah. Right. And I understood because I would I'm living in Canada, mm-hmm. right? So I go down there, I can't spend maybe a month, you know, can't really spend a year or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So at some point. Yeah. But at the same time when Russian came, that that's when the the transition from Tolstin, Mike Tolstin was going to the thing there. So mm-hmm. He was more of that guy. Yeah. You understand the screamer and younger and, you know, all kind of stuff, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I knew, being business-minded, I knew that it wasn't going to last a long time. Okay. No, man. It, yeah. wasn't gonna, it wasn't going to last a long time. And if you, in retrospect, if you look back at all the all the sounds, how many, how many sounds mm-hmm. from then mm-hmm. can still really get date now? What was it that it wasn't set up to actually make it be a business? Or what was really the problem why you couldn't really say, okay, from here to here, we're going to last for the next 30 years? There was, there was absolutely no management. Yeah. And the direction that I wanted to go, Souls never necessarily wanted to go that. Yeah. Right? He just figured, let's take this out to Jamaica it and it would figure out just, itself I when we get there. Figure it out. So there was yeah. no management behind it. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. you know? Play down the money, come play for me, all that kind of stuff and all. Mm. So by then now, so this is 93, 94, right? 94 I actually left the sound and walked away. What enough people didn't know is that I actually owned 40% of that sound. What? Right? Yeah. Yeah. 40% of the sound. If you were to if you were to divide it up, right? Mm-hmm. I know why I said that. Mm-hmm. Mark know why I said that. Yeah. Right, but technically, me and Mark, yeah, forty percent of the sound, right, and it was, it just wasn't. You're doing anything, and you see that it's not. There's no way for it to flourish or the direction where it's supposed to go. Yeah, I just walk away because yeah. I, I'm a businessman. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was one situation or many situations make you walk away from that situation. There. Well, there was. There was a couple of situations mm-hmm. as again the I I knew at some point mm-hmm. like how the bigger selectors bring a sound to a certain level and them them leave and thing. I know at some point I'm gonna have to think with the younger yeah. generation mm-hmm. is coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Again, you, Russian might have been a little bit younger than me, the screamer and thing and all kind of that. But Russian was Russian was just a, was a talker. Yeah. He couldn't really... To, for me, to qualify it as a selector, you have to know how to mix and yeah. you have to know how to talk. Yeah. And if you can't mix and talk, if you can't do both of them, mm-hmm. I don't I don't consider you a real selector. Got right? Mm-hmm. So, selector in a toasting age, mm-hmm. in, I would give Rory, um, Ian, yeah. and of course Captain Midnight. For sure. In the screaming age, mm-hmm. as a selector, I'd give mm-hmm. Tony Mataran mm-hmm. and Squingy. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some others Ricky that Trooper, you could call. You know what I mean? Trooper and all of those guys are too. No, not Trooper. Why Why wouldn't you say Trooper? Because Trooper is not a mixer. <laughs> Trooper is not a, a technical mixer, but Trooper is a selector that knows how to talk. He's not a. He's not going to give then, you the then, clean then, mix uh, per se. That's what I said. Yeah. Right? So there's there's great MCs. Yeah. He would probably fall under one uh, under that. Okay. See him with um, Richie from mm-hmm. Inner City, mm-hmm. right? There's a whole heap of mm-hmm. MCs, right? I just see him thing like a Sky Juice then. Yeah. Uh, right? Okay, but you're saying that not just so do you 
they should have the technical mixing skills also to be put in that so, box there. So they could either play at a party or yeah. cash. Got you. Understand right? 100%. You understand? Right? So yeah. no disrespect. Yeah, no, no. I got you. Right? Yeah. But that's just my classification yeah. of things, right? Yeah. That's just my classification. I got you. Right. Okay, so then you walked away from the song. So then I guess at this time here, what direction did the song start to go into after you left the song? I, honestly, I don't even know because up to today, day, I would I'd really love to get back the dubs because, yeah. of course, you know, Souls died. Rest in peace. Okay. Yeah, Souls died um, 2013, right? Yeah. But at, at that point, I, do, I don't really know what happened, but the guy that was in charge down there said, mm-hmm. yo, if you can get the dubs, I'll pay you money to get the dubs, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't know where the dubs have gone. Nobody, nobody, well, somebody knows, but yeah. I don't know. Anybody in the in the immediate circle don't know, Yeah. right? But, yeah. The great soul action. And that's crazy because one thing I didn't really realize with soul action, it was such a short period of time. Very short. I didn't, you said by 89, 90, you started playing reggae, and by 92, you're gone. Yeah. That's only two years, boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's. 700 and something days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Only two years. Yeah. So we were technically, yeah. We are uh, 93. So we left 92. Yeah. December. Mm-hmm. So 93, we would probably come back up and come with some dub. But it, it had really faded. Yeah. You understand? In uh, 93, we we, mm-hmm. com- we faded. Yeah. We completely faded. And even when you guys were here faded before you from left. here. Mm-hmm. Right? But... I, I left the sound January 94. Yeah. Right? And what did you go into there? I want to catch a quick what you were doing before I get you out of here. Okay. Right after you left Soul Action, what was your next plan there now for you as an individual? Well, f- first and foremost, mm-hmm. um, I was always, I always had secondary thing. I'm a, mm-hmm. I consider myself a young entrepreneur. For so sure. I'm always doing stuff in Jamaica, right? Mm-hmm. So, I left the sound, you know. Mm-hmm. Used to do a heap of stuff. I was in satellite um, clothing, all that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, anything that could really make money. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Came back up and um, Gary Climax. Yeah. Right. And did a little stint. Wasn't really playing. It was really to organize them, but mm-hmm. they never really wanted to organize or wanted you to know organize. what. That's where I seen the thing. You remember I told you I was speaking to you a couple of weeks ago. I said I, I swear you used to play another song. He said, "No, nah, man, only Soul Action." I have a flyer with you on Climax. Yeah, man. Climax, you know what I mean? Um, Dragon. This guy Dragon was doing a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was ninety four, ninety five Climax. But um, yeah, I wasn't really, really supposed to play. I was only really supposed to organize. Them. Yeah, because that's what you were good at. You were the real technical guy yeah when it came to how it looked sound perform Mm -hmm. that's linden 100 percent boss you know when you came into a dance how you even looked was different than everybody else Mm -hmm. your shirt would be tucked in your belt up and everything it's like but the way how you played was freaking superb yeah man respect respect for that respect for that you understand wow so it was the early 90s there and then you left the song you started doing stuff 2020 right now what are you doing nowadays you can call me dvj jerome yeah <laughs> so I, i'm that would probably be another story yeah but, um yeah i didn't 
after leaving sound business, mm-hmm. I didn't really leave, leave sound business. You mm-hmm. know, we're doing. Um, I was doing um, behind the scenes, so I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Right? Yeah, we're doing music. You know, same mm-hmm. stuff that you were doing mixtapes mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. You know, um, yeah. But twenty two thousand and nine. Yeah, I got vexed and said, "Boy, have you take up about this thing?" Yeah, but I took it up on a different form. Mm-hmm. Video mix, music okay. video mix, right? In oh nine. Yeah, in oh nine. Yeah. Right. Oh nine. Yeah. Ten. Oh nine. Mm-hmm. Going into ten. Mm-hmm. So digital Wiz in Jamaica yes. actually got me into it. I saw him doing it and whatever, and you know, was doing it. And then here comes now the equipment to do. At that time, I don't Serato. Yeah, Serato couldn't play video. Or they weren't playing video. Yeah. So virtual DJ was yes. doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, you had to have a you had to have big hard drive and yeah and and. Holy per memory yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. So, but Digital Ways did it well. I saw it and I loved it. And I took it out. Yeah. And to get the video mix across to the people, I had to use another vehicle. <laughs> the vehicle was karaoke. Okay. Yeah. So, buck up my buck up on it. Mm-hmm. I was um, researching and I went into virtual, virtual DJ tutorial mm-hmm. and I saw the music format that it played. Right, right. So I was just researching, and when mm-hmm. I saw CDJ karaoke, I said, "This thing can play karaoke." Mm-hmm. I downloaded a karaoke file, yeah. put it through it. I got that. You got them right here. I yeah. saw it, and I said, "Yo, this could create wonders." So mm-hmm. right, right away, yeah. sign up on some karaoke site, mm-hmm. download it, took it to Jamaica. This is 2010. Mm-hmm. Rum Faces Bar and Grill in Discovery Bay. Mm-hmm. Started doing it freehand karaoke. So I wasn't singing. I was yeah. just playing the, the selecting the song with virtual DJ. Could actually mix. I got some reggae karaoke and started mixing reggae okay. karaoke. So it wouldn't like you would sing and stop, mm-hmm. right? If the singer could sing the the songs, I would mix them in, and mm-hmm. I I brought that to the forefront, mm-hmm. right? I. I'm not saying that I'm responsible for it, but I was one of them, the person that brought that to the forefront. Yeah. Right? So I use now karaoke mm-hmm. to show people what video mixing or music video mixing was. And mm-hmm. so in the intermissions, I'd play video mix. And Got trust you. me, I'm, I wish I was doing it from 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, man. Amazing. Crazy, crazy. You see, when you're just meant to be when you love something, mm-hmm. you're going to find a way to stay in it and continue to th- move forward as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because of video mix, you're going from hardcore sound system yeah. to now video mixing. That's yeah. two different worlds, but it's still in the same entertainment sphere. Connections. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? It all connects. Crazy, yeah. crazy. One last question before I get you out of here. What was your most memorable night on Soul Action? Hmm. Memorable. Mm-hmm. I think that's same night, you know. Yeah. Same night. When memorable, good or memorable. Bad. Okay, you know what we did? We did bad. Let's do a good one. Oh gosh, there was a lot of good. There was a lot of good ones. There. Mm-hmm. Perchire. Remember we used to yes. play in the basement at yes. uh, Kennedy yes. and Finch there. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. There was one night when. 
wasn't really nothing to talk about, but Capitan's song, mm-hmm. special guests did just come out. Mm-hmm. And then the special guest girls were there. Yeah. Right? You, you remember the special of guest girl then? Make a talk and drop the song. Yeah. Basement, the, <laughs> the furnace, lean up. <laughs> yeah. Lean up. Lean up. And then that bass line, you know, that soul action bass, bass line come in. Yeah, man. That song, I never forget that song. The introduction of that song, yeah. special guest. Yeah, man. Yeah, it had that rolling bass in it. Yeah, man. You understand? Mm. Lyndon, listen. Thank you so, so, so very much. Whenever we have conversations about sounds, especially from Scarborough East, mm. it's always King Turbo, Red Flame, Heavyweight, Barry Culture, Soul Action. Delta Force and all of them, those guys come up too, but the question is always, whatever happened to Soul Action? Now they know. Where's Lyndon? What was he doing? Now they know. Yeah, man. Crazy. Leave some contacts if you have any social media handles or anything so they could see exactly what you have going on they could follow you and all that stuff there yeah well i just started doing the social media mm-hmm. um wasn't really too a fan of it i understand that it's a vehicle for for sure whatever but yeah in the video mix stage now we have to do do it i i always put it this way yeah. um if i'm good mm-hmm. you'll hear about me mm-hmm. right I'm not saying if you don't hear about me, but eventually you'll hear about me. I'm like fine wine. Yeah. You know? Take a little bit of time. You understand? Take some time. We're in, we're in no rush going nowhere. Yeah. You understand? Especially with the music video mix. I see a lot of people doing it now. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. Check me out. Um, I will definitely put up some links mm-hmm. on some stuff. Um, used to be at Sharky's yes. on a Thursday night, Ocherius Jerk Center. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to big people music, that's basically what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Big, I play all genres. I can yeah. play new, old, but big people music. Let's call it that way. Yeah. Big people music. Keep right? it from there. Yeah, man. You're on Instagram? Yes. What's, what's your name on Instagram? DVJ underscore Jerome. DVJ underscore Jerome. You guys Jerome, check it out. Jerome. Jerome, yeah. not Lyndon. Yeah. We we left that for the sound man world. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? That's why I know for all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. I introduced you as Lyndon on this podcast here because that's the route that we were going. Yeah, you know what I mean? So definitely check him out on Instagram. You'll see everything he's doing. Lyndon, great conversation, my brother. Thank you so very much. I remember when I linked you a couple months ago, you said, nah, boss, we're not doing this online. Yeah. We're sitting down in the studio and do this because, again, it's your technical mind and how you think, yeah. you see things, and how you know things should be packages and put back out there. Yeah, man. You understand? Yeah, man. Big up yourself, family. Thank you so very much. Let me give you an outro and get you out here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are... This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusicut.com.